Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Joining you from Philadelphia, back in the 630 Chet Studios, is Brendan Escott, and this is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Coming up on today's show, complete recap of a kind of a strange game last night in Detroit. The Oilers' big guns weren't necessarily firing on all cylinders, but Edmonton's improved depth, which is starting to become a storyline here, and should, I think, uh, intrigue a lot of Oilers fans out there, played a big factor as Edmonton uh, made it eight wins in their last nine, 8-0-1 by virtue of a 5-2 victory over the Detroit Red Wings. Complete recap of the game as we'll get into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for direct work where uh, Brendan Escott will have his thoughts along with myself. And uh, we'll hear some pretty interesting comments from some of the participants in last night's game, including Jay Woodcroft, uh, Warren Fogle. You're going to like what uh, Evander Kane had to say as well. Now, yesterday we had Ken Holland on the show. We're going to replay a clip of that as well. Uh, We'll also have NHL today for elite promotional marketing in the first half hour of the show. Then, Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the horses, or uh, check that for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. That's Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. He will join us at 1235 today. A uh, friend of the show, longtime Washington Capitol, former player and now uh, analyst Al May, of course, came out of these parts. And at 135, he was once the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, twice the assistant general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. He is now the president and CEO of the American Hockey League. Their all-star game was on Monday night. And let's just say it was rocking. It was much better than the NHL All-Star game. There you go. Maybe it was a crowd in Laval, but it was uh, all in and a lot of fun. Oilers uh, flew last night following the game in Detroit Rock City. Got into Philadelphia. I think we're in the hotel about 2 o'clock. The team hit the ice a little bit earlier today. And um, there's going to be some things for the Edmonton Oilers fans to be watching here over the course of the next 48 hours because Kyler Yamamoto is indeed closing in on a potential return to action um, could go in as early as Saturday against Ottawa. Oilers uh, play Philadelphia tomorrow night. 
And then th- Saturday and Sunday matinees against the Senators and the Montreal Canadiens. Edmonton and Stretch here coming out of the All-Star break where they got uh, five games in a row against teams. They're 12th, 13th, uh, 14th, and 15th in the Eastern Conference standings. The numbers on the Oilers, since Christmas time, Edmonton's 11-3-2. and three and two. They're 8-0-1 in their last nine games, outscoring the opposition 45-21. to That's five goals per game uh, offensively, and their penalty killing has been unbelievable. They've killed off 26 of 28 shorthanded situations during that time. That's 93% of played a huge factor last night. When uh, the team was taking on some water, when they had four forwards that are top 10 back in sort of late October when McLeod and Fogle got hurt after Kane and Yamamoto got hurt uh, earlier in the season. Uh, I know that there were a lot of people that thought I was, you know what, crazy, just sticking by my guns at 47 to 52 wins uh, for a total at the start of the season. Well, now, by virtue of this recent run, the Edmonton Oilers are now on pace for a 100-point campaign. Uh, Dom Lucision from uh, The Athletic has Edmonton finishing with 102 points and 7th in the league overall at a 93% chance to make the playoffs. As I bring aboard back to the 630 Ched Studios, Brennan Escott. Brennan, how are you? Things are good today, Bob. Things are good. Fun game to watch last night. It had a little bit of bite to it. Um, I, You know what I liked? And I get your thoughts. I liked that they won the game. And it wasn't McDavid, Drysaddle, and Hyman dominating the game. Which we know is going to be a, if not the, recipe to success for this team. I mean, they limited Detroit to two goals as well. And and that, I know, is something that this team is trying to prioritize. Uh, what, what I really loved is that instead of getting too caught up, Bob, in all of the physicality, and it would have been easy to just completely, you know, throw things aside and focus entirely on that. Detroit was agitating. However, they were able to put the game out of reach. You know, a two-goal lead that is followed up by the empty net goal and and suddenly a game that looked like Detroit may have crawled back into a little bit was done with, and that was it. Yeah, John McIsaac worked last night's game, and let's just say there's been an air of unpredictability in the games that he has officiated this year, and I, I think we saw there was a couple really confusing calls. Uh, Evander Kane was involved. We're going to hear some comments coming up from Evander a little bit later on. We'll tell you that our top story is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get up with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Again, the Oilers are 8-0-1 now in their last nine games. Uh, the final three games on this road trip are against the Flyers, Ottawa, and Montreal. Uh, they currently are in spots uh, 13 through 15 in the Eastern Conference. And then Edmonton returns with a return engagement against Detroit a week from today back in Edmonton. Let's head off to the Oilers now. Audio Vault for direct workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Cam Moon had the call last night. Here we go. Edmonton Oilers starting a four-game road trip. They'll begin it here in Detroit. Ron just over the Edmonton line. He'll give it to Sider. Walks to the middle. The shot saved made by Campbell. Larkin pass in front of the net. Comes across. Scores for Tuzzi. Got the quick pass from Raymond, and it's 1-0 Detroit. Broberg brings it in down the left wing. Broberg to the middle. Here's McLeod. Scores! Ryan McLeod faked the shot that 
then pulled the trigger, and this game's tied at one. Oh, it's just a great play by Philip Roberg, who's been the best of the Oilers defensemen in this game by a country mile. And up to the blue line, Nugent Hopkins comes out with Fogel, two on one, in over the Detroit line to Fogel, scores! Lauren Fogel one-timered it, and the Oilers are up two to one. I'll give Darnell Nurse credit because he filled in two Detroit Red Wings right in front of their bench, and that created the odd man break for the Edmonton Oilers. Here's Bouchard, couldn't get it out. Rasmussen in front of the net, hit hard by Nurse. Puck goes to the right wing corner. Broberg across the line at DeArnay, right wing point. His snapshot, scores! Tipped in front of the net, and getting his stick on it was Derek Ryan, and the Oilers are up 3-1. to one. Sunfist has it just inside the Oilers' blue line. He'll get it across left wing. Valeno shoots, scores! Valeno came down that left wing and gets the Red Wings to within one. Oilers lead, cut to 3-2. Andrew Kane, oh, and Bertuzzi comes in there, gives Kane a shot. Now everybody gets in there as they're in behind the net. Kane's trying to get free, and he will get in there with Larkin. Now everybody gets in. Kane gets down on the ice. He's tied up with Bertuzzi. The linesman's between them. Come over to the right wing, to the blue line. Barry walks in. Left side, Nugent Hopkins will shoot. Scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins let it go off the left wing. Give it to Bertuzzi. He lost it. Kane will fire it down the ice. He scores! Evander Kane from about the top of the circle in his own end. Puts it right in the middle of the net. An empty netter. And Edmonton up 5-2 with a shorthanded empty net goal. Yeah, it was a feisty one last night in Detroit. Uh, Evander Kane was involved in two of the three scrums in the game. One at the end of the second period where he was the only guy to get a penalty. He was working over Lucas Raymond a bit. Uh, one in the third period where they basically did the makeup call. And then uh, Bertuzzi got a free shot on him. I, I thought I was. I thought there was a chance it could have ended up being a five-on-three for Edmonton. And then the last one had me chuckling because the Oilers had DeHarnay and Costin on the ice. And uh, at one point, DeHarnay grabbed two different guys from Detroit. And then Roenick started, uh, you know, punching with his glove on. And then Costin grabbed uh, Roenick out of the pile and grabbed him by the middle of the shirt and just looked at him. And you could read his lips. You want to go? I'll beat the blank out of you. And uh, I... Well, you know, if you're an Oiler fan, doesn't disappoint you to see that sort of thing. Here's Jay Woodcroft's thoughts on the game. Yeah, I thought it was a good road win for our team. Um, you know, I thought uh, there were some positives in the game. I really liked our first five minutes in the game. I thought we came out and asserted the way we wanted to play. As the game wore on, there was more and more emotion to the game. And uh, we found contributions uh, offensively from some unusual suspects. I thought our penalty kill was uh, outstanding today. And our power play, uh, though uh, mostly ineffective at the start, uh, uh, found a way to get a huge goal for us uh, to kind of seal the game. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to take these two points, enjoy them uh, on the plane ride, and, and get ready for a Philadelphia team that's going to uh, push us uh, in much the same way. Warren Fogel scored twice. The first was a beauty on a, a, a 
lovely sauce pass from Ryan Nugent Hopkins that he ripped home. The second one, Dehernay, who seems to have the ability to get pucks through, uh, fired one towards the goal, deflected off a couple different players, and Fogel got the last deflection. He missed an actual tap-in on a great play from Nurse in the third for the hat-trick, but still two goals for Warren Fogel. Here's Jay Woodcroft. I thought he played a great game. It's one of the best games I've seen Warren Fogle play. He should feel real good about himself, and there's nobody more happy for him than his teammates and his coaching staff. Yeah, he's a popular guy for the guys, no question about it. Uh, Jack Campbell was part of the reason Edmonton got the victory. That's eight consecutive starts for Campbell where Edmonton has won. He came in relief in Los Angeles in that 6-3 loss. It kind of really, I think, jump-started everything for the Oilers where they had the three fights in that game. Uh, Campbell took the loss in the game despite the fact that the Oilers were chasing right from the get-go. But his last eight starts have been victories. Here's Jay Woodcroft on the Oilers' netminder. I just think he's laying good good games down on top of good Good games on top of good games and he's starting to build a little personal momentum uh, for himself and I've seen that here pretty much since post Christmas and um, he, he's another guy that should feel real happy for himself I know the coaching staff and his teammates feel real happy for him as well now my guess is that Stuart Skinner is going to get the start tomorrow and that'll mean that Stuart Skinner is going to go straight ahead against Carter Hart uh, Carter Hart played on a short Park Bantam AAA team that also featured Sam Steele. So two guys off the NHL, in the NHL off that team. Carter Hart's had a good bounce back here. Skinner on a Southside Athletic Club team from the 12-13 uh, U15 team. We used to call them Bantam Triple back in the day. Four players off of that team have now seen action this season with the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, Stu Skinner. Tyler Benson, James Hamlin, both currently in Bakersfield, and Matt Berlin. That has to be uh, some kind of record of four guys from the same team playing on their hometown team years later. I mean, and one of it's pure fluke, but it's an interesting little note. All right, so uh, we think uh, maybe Skinner tomorrow, and then uh, Campbell and Skinner will split the starts in Ottawa and Montreal and the matinees. For Warren Fogle, he said it was a building block game last night against the Red Wings. We're building, uh, building our game here, and, you know, we got, I think, 30 games left, and, you know, we just got to continue to take the, the right steps moving forward, and, you know, uh, you know, our goal is to, is to eventually go all the way, and to do that, you got to be physical, and, you know, I think that was a good step for our team today, being emotionally involved and, you know, getting the win. Uh, it was a challenging night for Jack Campbell. He had these comments. Detroit's got a lot of speed. Um, you know, their forward group is, uh, you know, pretty impressive. And uh, they just found a couple loose pucks. And um, that speed allowed them to come in. And it's my job to keep them out. So, thankfully, we kept them out. And the guys did the rest. Evander Kane did not hold back in his post-game comments. You're going to want to hear him. He had this to see in the physical game last night against Detroit. Today's NHL, there's a lot of guys that... Uh, that uh, feel they can get in there, and um, the referees bail them out a lot. So uh, it was a bit of a chippy, uh, slimy game. Uh, you know, start of the second period, and um, you know we got some guys on our team that uh, don't mind answering the bell. Um, so we can uh, we feel very confident and uh, comfortable in those type of games. <laughs> a chippy, slimy game. Lots of guys get bailed out by the referees. Uh, Kane says there's no back down in the Edmonton Oilers. 
Yeah, we got some big guys in, in our group, and uh, like I said, I think uh, I don't think they wanted uh, wanted any, anything to do with our guys. How about Big Vin wrestling two guys there with the? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we got we got guys on our team that can uh, handle themselves and take care of business, and uh, you know, it's just uh, unfortunate you can't see everything out there that happens uh, in those scrums. So uh, you know, when the penalties kind of uh, come to fruition, uh, you don't always agree with it. Brennan, what'd you think of that? This is why he makes a great professional wrestler. He can say a whole lot without saying too, too many words. And I think that he's the first guy out there to want to back it all up. Gotta love it. Yep. Uh, they're, now, they're going to get tested differently against Philadelphia because Philadelphia's got two of the best fighters in the league, Nicholas Delorier and Nick Sealer, who is a... Uh, Nick Sealer trains with mixed martial arts guys in Los Angeles, and uh, he can chuck them. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, between Costin and DeHarnay and uh, Kane, and, and how about Kulak? Went the other, uh, you know, went against Sam Lafferty from Chicago last game before the break, and, and he and Fabry were going at it all game long. Maybe keep an eye on that for next Wednesday. All right, yesterday on Oilers Now, we'll go back in the Oilers Now audio vault. Uh, Oilers general manager Ken Holland was on the show. I asked him before the game, before Philip Broberg was maybe the Oilers' best defenseman against Detroit last night, and Vincent D'Arnais had another strong performance. I asked Ken whether or not there's less pressure to make a deal for a D with the way Broberg and uh, Vincent D'Arnais are playing. I've been talking to teams. You know, obviously, there's, there's going to be one or two trades. Uh, You've made one of the trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, you know, there has, but there hasn't been much going around around the league. Right. But there's, the, the chatter will, will start. Now that we come out of this break, the chatter will start. Um, obviously, I'm watching. Um, you know, unfortunately for Vinny Derherney, the last two years in training camp, he was injured and didn't play either yep. preseason. Um, you know, he was on an American League deal a year ago, and then we've, we, unfortunately, we couldn't. I don't think he really got healthy till around mid-November. So. You gave him a month to get up and running and we we felt that he could come up and be a you know a, an NHL defenseman he's, he's he's he can block shots and I think he's been everything we had hoped he could be to this point to this point in time so you know I'm watching I'm monitoring I'm working the phones um, you know we're 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 tight on the cap we're, we're, we're probably there's there's 10, 15, 10, 10 teams like us. That's very, very tight. Money in, money out. Money in, money out. But uh, we'll see. You know, obviously we got a big decision to make here in the next uh, little bit here with Yamamoto coming off of off of LTI. He's earliest he can come off is Saturday in Ottawa. We're going to see how he feels Thursday and Friday if he's ready to go on the weekend he, or not. He looks different in practice the last couple of days. I think that's got to be stated. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, we need we need Yamamoto at his best. We need him healthy. And he, twenty goals. Yeah, twenty goals and forty points. He's got hockey. Sense he, you know he, uh, you know he gives a secondary scoring and and uh, you know he's he's he, you know he's 23. He's just coming into his prime years here. So certainly we need to get him healthy, and he can have an, a positive impact on our team. The Oilers are going to do something. The question is, you know, how big is it going to be? You know, if Arizona's like, well, you know, we'll move Chikrin, but we're not taking any money back. It's going to make it impossible for a bunch of teams that are in LTIR right now to deal for them because it is money in, money out. Something to watch here as this goes on. Uh, 12.25 at Edmonton when we come back in orders now. We'll go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. A quick text out of Southern Alberta. Vander Kane is not wrong. Edmonton has developed a mean middle core that can stop shenanigans. Very evident last night. It is 12:28 in Edmonton. We go into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandise specialist, Drew Shamohorn, and the staff at Elite Edmonton owned and operated. 
Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan S. Scott. Uh, two games tonight. New York hosting Vancouver at Madison Square Garden, while Dallas and Minnesota face off a Central Division showdown there. Tomorrow, it's the Oilers in Philadelphia at 5 o'clock on 6.30. Chad, our coverage starting at 3.30. Bakersfield looking to resume winning ways. They've got two games at home this weekend, Ontario and then San Diego. Oil Kings shut out by Saskatoon last night on the road. Tomorrow, they draw the Warriors in Moose Jaw, and the Golden Bears are in Manitoba this weekend to finish up the regular season. All right, we'll head off to Global News Weather Traffic Update with Kevin Robertson. Come back with Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations when we return on Orders Now.